0: Welcome to the Retire Early Retire Now podcast. This is episode number six, and I'm your host, Hunter Kelly, owner of Palm Valley Wealth Management. And in this episode, I will discuss tax planning opportunities in an early retirement. I will define what tax planning is, the importance of it, give some examples of strategies that I've used in the past with clients. These strategies are not just for bajillionaires. They can be applied across a wide range of wealth. Lastly, be sure to listen till the end as I will give a real-life example of helping some clients with some Roth conversion strategies here this past year that will end up saving them tens of thousands of dollars in retirement and significantly increase their net worth over their lifetime. But before we dive in, just want to remind you guys this podcast is for educational purposes only. This is not financial planning advice. This communication should not be relied upon as a sole factor in investment or financial planning making decisions. If you would like help, please seek a financial tax or legal professional, and please keep Palm Valley Wealth Management in mind when making those considerations. Also, don't forget to leave a five-star review if you're enjoying this content. Those reviews really help this show grow a bunch. And just want to say thank you to the ones that continue to listen as we continue to grow and mature into this ripe old age of episode six. So let's jump in. What is tax planning? If you look on Google, the definition of tax planning is the analysis of a financial situation or plan to ensure that all elements work together to allow you to pay the lowest taxes possible. And this is the one thing that I get most excited about in financial planning. I think it's so cool when you sit down with a client, learn about their situation, and then come back and give them actual strategies. And you're able to show them how they can significantly save in taxes every year or a period of their lifetime. And I'll be honest with you, sometimes it's hard to show tangible things or results in financial planning because investments can be wonky. You have a bad sequence of returns in a short amount of time, whatever the case may be. And so this is one area where you can show real hard numbers and it gets me fired up when I can go to Mr. and Mrs. Client and show them a 10 K savings a year or increasing their net worth over their lifetime, $500,000. So when clients hire me, they hire me to help them save taxes, 10, 20, 30 year periods not just filing like a traditional CPA and scrambling at the end of the year to find credits or deductions. We are in this for the long haul, and sometimes that means paying a little bit more up front, but over your lifetime, you're going to save significantly more in taxes. So these are the strategies that I want to talk about today. The one that we'll get into in depth is Roth conversions, and then in some future episodes, we'll dive into those other strategies more in detail. But we'll go over a couple of these strategies here right now. And the first strategy would be optimizing your asset location. And so this is the allocation of Roth pre-tax or after-tax dollars. And so maybe if you're you're in your highest earning years, you're going to be building up that pre-tax because you're trying to deduct that income for later on down the road when you retire and you have a lower income and you can do something like Roth conversions that we'll talk about here in a little bit, or maybe you're super early in your career, very low income, and you know your income is going to grow significantly, maybe allocating more money to your Roth would make more sense. And then if also if you're planning for an early retirement or doing some Roth conversions, whatever the case may be, having a large amount or a significant amount in your after-tax accounts may make sense as well to bridge gaps or pay taxes depending on your situation. So optimizing that asset location. The next two things, tax loss and tax gain harvesting. So tax loss harvesting is kind of what it implies. So we're going to sell positions at a loss to gather that loss on paper and then reinvest avoiding wash sale rules, but buying something that is similar to that investment And then if we really like that investment, getting back into it after a period of time, but then capturing that loss on paper, tax gain harvesting, maybe there's a handful of years where you have low income and you can actually harvest this gain at either a lower capital gain rate or a zero capital gain rate for a investment that you have a very low cost basis, so a large gain in. And so you can get back into that investment and move that cost basis or that point where you bought that stock up quite a bit one of the next strategies I commonly use is charitable giving so charitable giving could be a form of a donor advised fund so if you're inclined to give a certain amount over a period of time let's say ten thousand dollars a year for ten years well you could potentially create this donor advised fund put in $100,000 initially, take that deduction in one year, and then you would have room for Roth conversions or just lowering your, your overall tax bill that year as well. The other charitable giving strategy that I like to do is QCDs, so Qualified Charitable Distributions. This is a way to avoid RMDs, and so RMDs require minimum distribution, so at age 75, The government is going to say, hey, we want our tax revenue from the the money that you put in pre-tax to your IRAs and 401ks, but if you give it to a charity, we will not tax you on that money. The next thing would be Roth conversions, and this is what we're really going to dive into in detail today with our example, but basically that is taking pre-tax money from your IRA and moving it over to a Roth IRA, paying those taxes, but then having that growth and that Roth be tax-free. Later on down the road, and we'll talk about some strategies on how that can be tax-efficient. And then lastly, net unrealized appreciation. And this is when you have employer stock in a 401k. Let's say you bought that stock or the shares at a cost of $50,000, but all those shares grew up to $500,000. Well, what you can do is move that into a brokerage account, pay the income tax on the $50,000 that you bought the stock for, And then theoretically you'll be able to pay long-term capital gains rate of the gains that you have on that stock. So the four hundred and fifty thousand dollars plus whatever gains you incur um, as that that money stays invested. So this is a good way to save on taxes if your effective tax rate is let's say twenty-two or twenty-four percent. Well, if the capital gains rate is still fifteen, well, you're paying less in taxes. So we'll We'll have a show on each one of these and get in detail, but the one that we're going to get into detail today is Roth conversions. What is a Roth conversion? Generally, people have either traditional IRA money or 401k money that is also Um, pre-taxed. This money was generated by contributions that were either payroll deducted or they contributed on a uh, pre-tax basis into their IRA. And so, given this money, a Roth conversion just uh, simply allows you to take money from your IRA and put it into your Roth IRA. You will have to pay taxes on that conversion. So, if you have $100,000 in a traditional IRA and you convert either all or a portion of it, let's say $50,000, you would end up paying $50,000. You end up paying taxes on $50,000 of income in that year. And so some situations where Roth conversions uh, typically make sense. So one is years and low income. So maybe you're not retired yet, but you took a sabbatical or you started a new business and it's going to take some time, one, two, three, five years to generate income on your personal income tax return. These years may potentially be very powerful for Roth conversions. Whereas maybe you are an employee of a company making a significant income and your effective tax rate was 22, 24, 25, 30%, whatever the case may be. And now, because you've started this business or you've taken a sabbatical, you can convert this money at an effective tax rate of 0 or 10 or 12 or 15%. So you effectively delayed those taxes when you initially put money into that IRA and are paying much less. And so the same theory would apply with, let's say, an early retirement. You're in your 50s. You decide that, hey, I want to retire. You're 55. Social Security will not kick on to at the very earliest, 62, probably 67 if you wait until full retirement age. And so that will give you, call it seven to 12 years of very low income, generally speaking. And so, again, the same theory applies. If my income is super low relative to what I was making before I retired, well, that gives us some opportunity to say, hey, can we take a portion of this pre-tax money and convert it at a lower rate and save boatloading taxes, essentially. And so <clears throat> there's a couple of things that you want to think about when doing that, which we'll talk about here in just a little bit in our example. So the next situation where you may want to consider a Roth conversion is a severe market pullback. So using the most recent example would be the dip during COVID. So in March, when the market pulled back significantly, 30 35%, this was a good time for you to consider Roth conversions as I did for my clients because you can essentially convert the same amount of dollars but convert more shares. And then as that market recovered, now we're back to all-time highs. You have potentially the same amount of money after, let's say, six months, but that entire amount that you converted is now tax-free. So if you are unsure if this would apply to you if it makes sense for you to do Roth conversions, first thing I would do is reach out to a financial advisor. I love doing these types of calculations, so I'd be happy to have a conversation with you about the tax planning strategies that we've talked about and Roth conversions. Just go to my website at palmvalleywm.com, schedule a call, and I'd be happy to, to walk through that with you. But let's say you've decided, you've done your own calculations, you think it makes sense for you, how how does this work, what do you do, I would call your custodian, or maybe you already work with an advisor, call the advisor, and they will either take the order over the phone and do that conversion for you, or they may have you fill out paperwork. And then in this paperwork or this decision with the custodian, you'll have to decide How am I going to pay those taxes? Well, there's two ways to do that. One would be withholding from the account, and the other would be paying out-of-pocket. I generally advise paying those taxes out-of-pocket because of a couple of reasons. One, you want to keep that money invested. That's why it's in the account. So if you're paying that out-of-pocket, you're essentially taking that money out of the investments. So let's say you're wanting to convert $50,000, and then now you have to withhold 20%. So now you're taking another $10,000 out of the account to, to essentially pay taxes. And so that's $10,000 that's not going to be invested. And then the other thing is if you're under the age of 59 and a half, that withholding will not be exempt from the 10% penalty. So you'll just have to calculate for that. if, for whatever reason, you do decide to withhold. But best practice is to pay with that out-of-pocket so generally, I would say, hey, have a little bit of extra cash on the hand, or if you know that this is something that you want to do in the future, start building up a brokerage account where you can supplement those taxes that you'll owe on this conversion. And then once that conversion happens, you'll receive a 1099 the following January or February, and you can report that on your tax return. Now that we know what a Roth conversion is and some ideal situations on when to use it, let's jump into a case study where I am helping a client get in position to use this Roth conversion strategy over a 12-year period to save them a few hundred thousand dollars in taxes over their lifetime. So this client is Ashley and Bob. Bob is retired military. He has a standard pension with VA benefits and then also is a law enforcement officer. He's going to work a a handful more years and then retire. He is 54. Ashley is 53. And she is retired from a large corporation. She retired last year where she had a 401k and then a pension. And that 401k, we rolled that to an IRA. And that IRA is about a million dollars now with the rollover. And then they also have a taxable account and a little bit of Roth money. And then with Bob's income, he makes around $70,000 with the pension and the money that he makes from being a police officer. And so they've done a good job of saving one, and then two, keeping their expenses and their debt very low. So they're actually able to live off of the $70,000 that that Bob makes. And that is a key factor in this situation where considering Roth conversions makes a lot of sense in this situation. So actually, before she retired, their household income was uh, just around $300,000 a year. Since she retired, obviously now their income is 70. So they basically went from an effective tax rate of around 22% down to around an 8% effective tax rate. And so all the money that she was putting into her 401k leading up to her retirement, she was essentially deferring 24% tax bracket. And so now when we do these Roth conversions, we're going to have that effective tax rate be around a 7 to 10% on any given year. One thing I do want to mention that is very, actually the most important thing is Clients don't come to me and get jazzed up about rock conversions. They get they get jazzed up about going on trips and playing their favorite sport every day and golfing and, and this and that, right? We had a, a lot of conversations before this strategy about what they want in retirement and, and what that looks like and how Bob is going to transition out of law enforcement, things of that nature. Once we we kind of narrowed that down and and had a conversation about that, then we can go, okay, well, let's optimize and how to get the the most out of what they have saved and worked very hard for. Now we look at Roth conversions. And and so for their situation, Ashley being 53, what we did is we ran some projections and we said, okay, well, we're going to convert around $50,000 a year um, until this ira is either exhausted or we get to uh, social security age and so when we do those conversions up front we're going to pay a bit more in taxes our effective tax rate will go up a few percentage points so basically from a seven to a nine percent but what it's really going to do one is going to increase our roth dollars right but two when Ashley turns 75 and the IRS says, "Hey, we need you to take required minimum distributions." Those distribution that rate is going to be much lower from a dollar standpoint than it would be if she did no conversions and let that million dollars potentially double once if not twice, right? Depending on how how market returns are and things of that nature, right? Because she still has about 20 years before she really needs to pull distributions. So if we did not do the conversions for Ashley, what we would see is a very low effective tax rate, somewhere between 5 and 7% up until that RMD age. And then what will happen is she will have to start taking her distributions from her IRA, and her tax rate will spike. And given her situation where her income need is not very high, she is going to be forced to pay a very large amount in taxes every year due to this account needing distributions because of the IRS requirements. And so what we can do with the Roth conversions is we can start now and let's say do the $50,000 a year, pay a little bit more in taxes each year. And then when that RMD time comes, her need to take a distribution is much less. And so with the projection I ran, she will actually pay about $20,000 a year less in taxes once those RMDs start at age 75. And so this can be very impactful for that reason. Now, is this a set it and forget it type strategy? No. So some things that we will look at each year and decide if we want to do the conversion. One, do we have that big dip in the market? If we have a large dip in the market, then we may want to convert a bit more. If they have a large unexpected expense that they need to take out of their IRA and generate more income, well, then we may convert a little bit less. And so each year we'll take a look at their their situation and say, okay, well, how much do we want to convert in this given year? And so the projection is a good starting point to say, okay, this is what it could be. And then each year we'll take a look at and and say, okay, is this year a good year to do more or less? And to wrap this case study up with Ashley and Bob, remember that Ashley just retired, decreasing their income significantly. So what we're going to do is we're going to do Roth conversions to increase their income just a tad bit to get that money into their Roth IRA from their IRA, which will slightly increase their taxes over. Uh, about a 12-year period, but then after that 12-year period, their effective tax rate will essentially stay the same. Whereas if we did not convert, when they turn 75, that requirement of distribution would be much higher, and their tax rate would spike into the 12 to 15 range. And so this strategy will end up saving them a few hundred thousand dollars in taxes, and then also will add quite a bit to their net worth over their lifetime. And also to wrap up the episode in whole, these are just a handful of strategies that we talked about today. Obviously the rock conversion in more detail. I get excited about working through uh, these different strategies, mainly because it's hard numbers that I can show clients. And it's fun to kind of work through all that stuff and and help clients save money and and keep it away from uh, the government. (laughs) So... That being said, if you are interested in maybe having a conversation about how you can save on taxes or any other financial planning needs, you can reach me at hunter at palmvalleywm.com or you can go to our website to book a call at palmvalleywm.com and I'll be happy to speak with you and see what I can do to help. So we'll see you in the next one.